Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today our topic is God's covenanted commitment as revealed through Naomi. I have to admit, Naomi is one of my favorite female characters in the Bible. I have many, but she certainly stands quite tall amongst my favorite. Jumping right in, the covenanted commitment of God's loyal love for us is a central theme in the Old Testament and forms the melody, the melody line of the book of Ruth. One of the scriptures that helps to support this or the basis upon which one can write such a statement is found in Isaiah, the 54th chapter. And it says in verse 10, for the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you. Our reading today is from Sharon's viewpoint. She says, In our quest to understand what aging with grace looks like, we have looked to women who have gone before us for examples of flourishing. And then she gives a summarization of them. Anna, holding on to hope, worshiping and serving God's people. The matriarchs choosing to die to self for the sake of the next generation. Boy, that's powerful. Elizabeth, physically barren, yet in full bloom. And now Naomi, widowed, empty, and then full and flourishing. At at our first read, it may seem that the book of Ruth is a beautiful record of the love story of Ruth and Boaz. And it is. But it is also an even more beautiful and life-transforming story of the love between God and Naomi. Though the main characters do not know it, their story shows us one more step in God's plan to redeem his people through his son Jesus of the line of David. The master storyteller weaves the theme of Hesed, his loyal love for us throughout, and in so doing leads us to the heart of the gospel message. 
Sinclair Ferguson says, this covenanted commitment is a central theme in the Old Testament and forms the melody line of the book of Ruth. Naomi's story is our story. And here in part is Naomi's story as written in Ruth. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man of Bethlehem in Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malon and Shilion. They were Ephrathites of Bethlehem in Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. But Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died. Her sons took Moabite wives. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other, Ruth. They lived there about ten years, and both Malon and Shilion died, so that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. Naomi lived in the time of the judges. The book of Judges tells the national story of a dark period of Israel's history and ends with this startling statement. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. In the book of Ruth, God tells how he wrote his redemption story into the life of one family during this time of spiritual darkness. Naomi did not know her ordinary little family would become an extraordinary link to the coming Messiah. In fact, she died without knowing how her seemingly insignificant life fit into God's magnificent, eternal tapestry. Naomi's story begins with what some conclude were sinful choices that led to loss, death, emptiness, and despair. It ends in fullness, life, and joy. The Hebrew root word for widow is halem, which means unable to speak. Though viewed by herself and others as a useless, burdensome old woman, God reverses the status of this voiceless widow and makes her a critical piece of his gospel story, as he did for many marginalized women throughout scripture and throughout history. This ancient story has incredible contemporary parallels to us. Losing a spouse and or a child are major human stressors. Naomi's other losses were tortuous as well. Her sedate life changed when a famine invaded their hometown and Elimelech moved his family from Bethlehem, which means, of course, house of bread. He moved them from Bethlehem to Moab so they could eat. They knew famine was God's discipline for disobedience. Yet, like Abraham before them, they concluded Yahweh could not feed them in a famine. 
So they moved out from under a discipline designed to turn hearts back to Yahweh and depended on a godless country for food. Imagine Naomi's anxiety when she could not feed her children enough and the uncertainty when they moved to a country saturated with false gods, leaving behind family and friends. Then, in this unfamiliar land, Elimelech died. Her sons chose Moabite women as wives. This was a Jewish mother's worst nightmare. And a decade later, her sons died, leaving childless widows. Pause for a moment and consider the tsunami of grief that must have swallowed up Naomi's life. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law to return home. For she had heard that the Lord had visited his people and given them food. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each of you to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. It is exceedingly bitter to me for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there will I be buried. May the Lord do so to me and more also, if anything, but death parts me from you. And when they came to Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the women said, is this Naomi? She said to them, do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went away full and the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has brought calamity upon me? In God's providence, Naomi heard he had visited his people and the famine was over. She declares God had testified against her, but her prayer for Orpah and Ruth reveals a spark of hope in her soul. Naomi had been planted in the house of the Lord. She remembers and she returns home. Orpah made a common sense decision. Ruth made a faith decision. In this profound moment, Ruth pleaded with Naomi to understand that she now embraced Naomi's God as her own and she promised to never leave Naomi thus voluntarily pledging her life to Yahweh and to her mother-in-law. Is it possible 
that Ruth's words reminded broken-hearted Naomi of God's covenant promise and everlasting love. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Naomi set her sights on Bethlehem. Traveling during this godless period was dangerous under normal circumstances, but two women traveling alone were at even greater risk. Their trip took seven to ten days on rough terrain, with no street lights, a river crossing, and a climb up a 2,000-foot elevation, finally arriving in Bethlehem. The townswomen wondered aloud with the young Gentile was Naomi. Naomi's response acknowledges her understanding of God's sovereignty. The Lord has brought me back empty. Naomi believed God was sovereign, but pain filled every part of her being and seemed to crowd out any vestiges of God's love. Even more devastating than the deaths of her husband, was her disconnect with God's said. Translators find it difficult to adequately define said in English. It is one of the most powerful and richest words in scripture. Translations like enduring love, everlasting love, faithful love, eternal love, mercy, kindness, and everlasting kindness fall short of plumbing the depths of God's said. Hesed is a voluntary commitment, an unbreakable pledge to act for the good of another in spite of emotions, often at great personal sacrifice. God, God declared Hesed for his people when he passed on the mountain. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. No betrayal or sin is beyond the healing power of God's persistent and enduring hesed. Folks, notice the similarities between Ruth's promise to Naomi and God's promise to the Israelites. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Ladies, remember, God loves you. And we will stop here for today.